Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Savannah. I'm Dad. And we are the, the Board Game Bunch. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Board Game Bunch. As always, we are happy to have you here. Thank you for listening, and we are always happy to talk about board games, what we've been playing, and our thoughts on um, our favorites uh games to play as a family so let's go ahead and jump right in and talk about some of the games we've been playing since we've last talked um we've played a good mix of modern games and old classics that are timeless um let's talk uh first about um a game that we've enjoyed for quite some time sushi go so Savannah, tell us a little bit about Sushi Go. Uh, I love this game. I always beg to play this game, but sometimes we don't. And I guess there's a, we have a big collection of board games, so usually that's there's a better choice. So other than you loving this game and it being like a favorite of yours, what is it? How do you play it? What you know simply what uh how does sushi go work sushi go is a drafting game it basically is very simple um you have you have um a number amount of cards in your hand that are different types of sushi and it's very simple and what i really like about it is that it tells you what it does at the bottom of the card in like three or four words so yeah and you just keep on picking one and you're trying to get the most points and they all have different abilities like some just give you more points the more you have some just give you, will only give you points if you have the most of it. Yeah. And uh, there's a wide variety. And I've always loved this game. Um, what are your thoughts on about this game, Sam? Um, I think it's okay. You know, it's pretty, it's a pretty good game. It just, I don't know. I feel like Seven Wonders, and there's other games that have the same thing, but it's, this one's the not the best of them. Yeah. So I don't. So I'm. I'm like, why play Sushi Go when you could just play Seven Wonders? But it's still a really good game. Yeah, I think it's it's probably the most basic, I would say, of the drafting games. I think one of the things that's appealing to me, and also when Savannah and I played it, is I think we both really liked the theme. Yeah. Oh, the, the sushi are like super cute. Yeah, I love the art. Yeah. That's what yeah. brings it to life. If it didn't have that uh like cartoony artistic that that theme with the art, then it would just have brought it down a lot because I just love looking at all the little sushis and I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you play it over three rounds. Like Savannah said, you pick a card, you pass it. Um, you go through all the the cards in your hand and you're creating a lineup of sushi. 
Um, and whoever has the highest score after those three rounds is the winner. So uh, not not high complexity, but there is a good amount of strategy. Um, and if you're going to introduce somebody to a drafting game, uh, again, Seven Wonders has a great theme too. That's another thing that we love about that game. But Sushi Go is really cool. After we played this one, we got really charged up about it, and we looked into the other Sushi Go universe. You know, we haven't played Sushi Go Party yeah. or the um, dice game, the Sushi Go dice game. So that's something sushi that – Sushi Roll, I think. Yeah, Sushi Roll. So we Both of play... those looked really good, and, like, I feel like the more you get into the series, the better the Sushi or... – Air, like era gets yeah so we want to definitely um check those out because um it's something that we really enjoy so sushi go recommend it and we're um you know we'll play this one for years to come so some, speaking about playing a game for years to come this is a game that we inherited from mom that she had when she was growing up uh, that we played Mastermind. Oh, so, yeah, I love this one. So we played this one. Um, so Mastermind. It's is, interesting. It's, yeah, it's a very different kind. Of it's kind of like tricky. Mm -hmm. So Mastermind, simple game. You've got uh, code. I guess you're making. It's out of one uh, player. Yeah, one player. It's a two-player game. One player makes a code that's hidden. It's out of colors. They're little pegs that are, remain hidden. And the uh, other player that's competing is trying to guess what the code is. And you're giving them clues whether or not they had colors right in their guess or if they have colors right and in the correct order. So but then they have to adjust and change. And so there's a lot of like battleship kind of going on there, you know, um, but I love, I, I like this game a, a lot more than Battleship because yeah. you're trying to use, it's a logical, you're, it's a logic puzzle in a way. Yeah, but what I really like is that you don't have to give them clues with your words, so you can just keep your mouth shut and not spill anything. Yeah. But, and just like, it's... Like I just like it because then you just get the red and white pegs and the they're extra special pegs that you don't use to guess. Yeah. Yeah. The red ones red ones indicate yes, you got it. You and guessed correctly and you guessed in the right spot. You one of your guesses was in the right spot. This might sound a little bit complex at first, but once you see all the pegs and where they're supposed to go, it actually is quite Quite Same. a simple setup. Yeah. I like it because usually whenever I play, I'll either copy the person that went in front of me, use their exact colors, or after we play, or, you know, do four of the same color. Mm -hmm. So that throws it off because usually they're guessing four different colors or something like that. And so that's something that people will typically won't guess up front. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a old game, but it's a lot of fun. So yeah. any other thoughts? 
it just, I guess, like, it, especially the condition of the boxes and if you just look at it. And after, once you play it, you can, like, feel like it's a classic. Yeah. We've obviously played it quite a bit. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Speaking of classic, another simple game that has held up over time. Two-player game. Guess who? Ooh. Ooh. How about guess who, Sam? Um, so basically, if you didn't know already, guess who is a game. You have a bunch of... There's a bunch of faces. Each person chooses a face, and they take turns asking questions about the face, like, does your person have brown hair? And the, by deduction, you find out who the other person has picked. Um, this is actually a lot of fun. Yeah. I really like it. It's it's a simple, quick game, but I feel like you could play this game for hours and it wouldn't get boring, you know? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Because I just like it, though. I, I like it because it's, like, different every time. Like, Sam, it doesn't... You can play it for hours and it doesn't get boring because you change your person every time. Well, but I feel like often, though... Dad or Bram or someone picks the same person that either I was, yeah, or they were the on last time. on accident. So oh, that's strictly accident. I never do that on purpose. Uh... It happens so much, though. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's odd that that happens, huh? Uh, okay, <laughs> very strange. This one's like a. You know, both I would say both Mastermind and Guess Who, I would put those in the same, like, classics that everyone's, well, not Mastermind, but, you know, like, Monop like Monopoly or Candyland, everybody's played it, but, you know, as I played it again a couple years ago, it's like, you know what, this is a lot of fun, it's super simple, but, you know, it it's a, it's a fun game that goes really quick, and, like, the... Sam and Savannah were saying it'll it'll uh keep you entertained for hours. Yeah. Okay. Next up was a game by Blue Orange Games called uh, New York 1901. Ooh. All right. So New York 1901. What's this game about? What's the kind of the background, the setup, and the um, how it kind of works? Um, so, so basically in New York 1901, your goal of the game is to place as many high point buildings as you can. Um, the, the board is like a grid and there's like squares and there's streets everywhere. So it's like the bird, bird eye view, bird's eye view of New York City. And you try to fill up these squares on the grid with buildings that you have. and They kind of look like Tetris pieces. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And you get, um like, like, grants to build stuff on different lands. Like, you get cards that tell you, hey, you can build a building here. So you place your worker there to reserve that spot. And eventually, later in the turn or the game or whatever, if you want to build a building there that fits that shape, you can because you place your worker there. Um, it's 
a very simple game. Um, you know, there's action cards you can do to spice things up, you know. Yeah, you can action cards. Everybody has three of them. They'll They're all let the you, same. Yeah, though, but they would let you place two buildings down, reset the the uh, card selection, or um, <clears throat> take two cards rather than just taking one. So I think it's kind of similar, and I've heard this that it's kind of similar to Ticket to Ride, uh, in a way. What do you guys think about that comparison? Well, Ticket to Ride? Well, we mm -hmm. love Ticket to Ride. You think it's similar? No. Not really. I can feel the you know, aspect like, of the art that it kind of feels like. The and same the, old acquiring, the acquiring of cards. Yeah, I think the... But I, feel I think like, it stops right there. There's not... There's not that much. But you're laying down stuff on the board. Yeah, but I feel like instead of it just being it's not cardboard Tetris pieces of buildings. Yeah, you're not completing like a route or anything. Yeah, like yeah, I don't think it's plastic trains. I don't think it's too much like Ticket to Ride. Yeah, we we played it. There's also like advanced um, um, variants in it. We didn't play it with like the variants where um like additional cards we just played kind of the straight mm -hmm. vanilla and it was really fun it was a really close game yeah what i what i also like about the design and like all the games that do this is the scoreboard is on the outside on the interior of the game board yeah so you you're keeping track real time so you can see you know who's mm. winning where you're at yeah you know? They're like so ahead of me. Yeah. I'm gonna lose. <laughs> so overall, what did you guys think about it? Uh, fun game. Um, I didn't. I feel like I didn't like it too much, but it still was a good enough game that I had a fun time. Yeah. I don't know why, but it didn't. It wasn't that entertaining. I think. Yeah. I feel like once you had like, oh, this is what I want to do, you did it. And then that's what happened. Maybe not as much strategy. It's as... not as much yeah. strategy. Like, the only strategy is the beginning of the game was like, okay, to this game, my goal is to do this. And then you do it, and then you see who did better. Yeah. And I feel like that isn't too much entertaining. But, you know, we still had a fun time, and I still think it was good enough for, you know, to be good. And I think I think this game is okay. Yeah. I'd probably agree with you. Um, I feel like if you have someone that's, uh, like, just being introduced to board games that, that can understand the, the mechanic of the games, of board games, then I feel like this would be a good game to start off with. Yeah, I would say so. So, like, if you're a beginner... To this whole board game world, then uh, I think New York 19 whatever, 1901 <laughs> would be a good game to start off with. Yeah, it's got great, great artwork on it. I mean, I think the artwork is really good. Some yeah, the, the buildings are so the building, cool. Yeah, really cool buildings. It's production value is really high in it. So. Okay, now um, I'll talk about a couple of games that I played. Um, so me and mom played a favorite, personal favorite, 
um, I love game. It. Yes, and uh, you know, you guys played it too. I haven't. You haven't played it. I think I only played it once. Okay, Lords of Vegas. It's so good. Lords of Vegas. I I would equate it to like a mixture of uh, Monopoly and Acquire. Yeah. Um. So hopefully that's not lost on uh, y'all. But essentially, what you're doing is you are um, placing casinos on the board. Um, each turn, you draw another card. And if you have a majority or the highest dice in the casino, the casino is like a, a square and it's got a hole in the center and the dice is placed in the center and there's a certain value pip number of dice. And if you have the highest dice in the casino, um, then you would get points in it. So your casino may be the same as someone else's that's touching yours and you have the highest um, value dice. So you would get points. Um, so there's different colors. So you're trying to alter the colors of the casino to um, be in your favor. You're re-rolling dice. A lot of what happened last night is I put down the gray casinos and absorbed um, uh, mom's casinos. So I was getting more points whenever she, uh, when the gray casinos were revealed. But then she had a higher dice value that absorbed my gray casino. <laughs> so then we were spending a lot of money just trying to go back and forth to claim majority in that casino because it was worth nine points every time it was drawn. So there's a lot of like, take that, you think you're doing the best, but then it can get yanked out from under you. So it's not a very like nice game. So if you don't want a lot of conflict in your game, it's a casino game. So it's, yeah. there's a yeah. Um, I but I I I think the more and more I play, the more and more I find that I like player interaction. Um, so that game is right up my alley. Ultimately, the game ended in a tie. <laughs> so I didn't hear that. Yeah, but um, the tiebreaker is money, and mom had like. Hundred million dollars more than me, so wow. she won. So, Lords of Vegas again. That's at times that's fluctuated between my favorite game. Um, it's it's still up there as one of my favorites. So, um, I I would highly highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, lastly, um, I have a a group of guys that I game with, and we haven't been able to get together as frequently to play. Uh, we typically get like to get together monthly, but uh, we have got together in electronic fashion over, we've used Tabletop Simulator and we use Tabletopia. Um, and we just recently played uh, Tapestry in Tabletop Simulator. And I'm, I won't go into full details on it but um on tapestry but it's a it's a stonemeyer games uh mm -hmm. made by jamie stegmeyer and it's uh, you know all the rage on 
the uh one of the most popular games yeah and uh so it it's a euro game and it's compared to a civilization building game but i've heard it's not really like people think it is but i've heard it's not really as much as some people think yeah it's not like your traditional civilization building game that take like 8 hours you know but you um, have yes amina uh well, I don't want to get into, like, interrupting about you talking about tapestry, but I've been wondering, I do not know what tabletop simulator is, so. Oh, yeah. Great question. So, tabletop simulator and tabletopia mm -hmm. are both um, online implementations of, like, a board game setup. So, you're sitting at a table. You can pick up pieces, you can move cards, you can lay them down, you can flip them over, you can roll the dice. Um, so it's just like exactly like you were sitting around a virtual table. It's but literally can, a tabletop simulator. Can you choose different games to play? Like, yes. How does that yeah, work? you can choose different games to play. You can make um, your own games on there. Yeah, you. Um, it's been something that a lot of game designers have used to like play test their games. Mm -hmm. So if they're trying to get feedback on a new game that they're developing, they'll put it out there and and get people to try it out. Um, the one thing that I've found in Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia is that you can play a game and you can break the rules. So the only way that you're sure that you're following the rules is by knowing the game, which which is just like, again, playing it in person. But whenever I initially came to play the game, I was like, oh, okay, we're playing Tapestry. I was used to playing games on apps. And yeah. the app would say, no, you can't do that. So that was helpful with learning a new game. But uh, the simulators are don't, don't let you do that. Don't uh, don't have the rules in place. Yeah. They're like you can flip the table over if you want. Yeah, they you do can <laughs> fly the pieces pieces at other players if you want. You can like do anything. So. Yeah. So the I will say, you know, it's a very poor substitute for being in person. But it you know it scratches the itch. We'll chat and you know we're all talking in the in the you know in the game. I will say also that when you're playing electronically, you got to add like an hour onto the game time. Mm, yeah. So it's like the game says it'll take two hours to play. Well, mm. it ends up taking three and a half hours. Yeah. So when, if you were sitting around the table, you're, you know, it's it harder take to, two hours. it's harder to move around. Anymore. Yeah, it is. I would say Tabletop Simulator was easier to manage than Tabletopia, but we played a game of Wingspan that took like five hours, and that was like, oh my gosh, that was brutal. Um, in terms of Tapestry, um, it's a fun game. You know, it's it's got from from what I've seen electronically, the pieces look amazing. The uh, the board looks awesome. Um, it's got really cool factions that you have, and uh, it creates a world. And, and you know, 
uh, in front of you. Um, I've I've played the last three Stonemeyer games, so Wingspan, um, Scythe, and oh. now Tapestry. They they've gotten really popular. Oh yeah, they're they're on a you know home run streak. They're I would say so many I would say games. probably Tapestry is my favorite of the three. Um, I still want to play Scythe though. You yeah. say it's not going to be that good, but I, I still want to try it. Yeah, it's. I would say the reason why I like Tapestry is because there is that player interaction, which I was referencing. That's I really like. Side so whenever I've played, we just didn't have as much. Yeah. Um, and if I was gonna play a game of Scythe, I would really, you know, I I would I prefer uh, Terra Mystica. That okay. kind of scratches that same itch. Okay. For me, so. I guess this is a kind of a dual review for the tabletop simulator tabletopias. Um, they're okay. They get the job done and uh, tapestry. Good game. I would say my, my favorite of the latest Stonemire games and um, check them out. It's a, it's a really fun game and give the simulators a whirl too. It'll, it's a good way to get together with your group of friends in, uh, in this COVID quarantine environment. Yeah, I believe Tabletop Simulator's on Steam. Yeah, tabletop. I think Tabletop Simulator's on Steam. Uh, Tabletopia, I think, I don't think you have to have Steam. Is it just that. a web? Yeah, it's a, it's a web base. Lastly, I would say my preference of all of these is going to be board game arena. It's not as uh, not as uh, pretty as them, the others, but um, it's yeah, just it's very I've, efficient. I've only played a few games on there. I I did get a little bit confusion with the technology, but yeah, it does look nice with just ha having access to a lot of games and like it, board. So board game arena, right? Yeah, yeah. Board, game, board game arena. It does have that. Um, like I've said, I've learned games because it does have that rules enforcement aspect. Um, so I prefer of those three board game arena. Um, so that's that's my plug. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. Yeah, rapid Fire. We're going to get to the bottom of our favorite mechanism and board games well this episode this, this episode. episode so mechanisms or i would i guess i should say genre of board games so sam there is your, a lot out there there are sam what's your favorite genre rapidly? i think deck building deck building yep. sam, sam says deck building savannah rapidly what's your favorite genre drafting drafting Okay. Dad, I've got rapidly. A, I've got What's rapidly, your favorite genre? Rapidly, I'm gonna say. Rapidly. Multi-use multi cards. Hmm. You're always the slowest I one. Know, on I know. Movies. I know. I know. So, Sam, what what was your uh, deck building? So what what is it about deck building that really scratches your itch? Scratch, scratch, <laughs> scratch. Um. 
So deck building, if you don't know, is the it's a where the mechanism of the game is that you start with a few cards, you use those cards to get cards, and then you use the cards you just got to get more cards, and then get good cards that help you win the game and points and you know. So you and, basically and most of the time you keep all your cards. So yeah. every time. Yeah. So, so you well, you can trash cards, but that's that's a right there. Well, so you basically in those types of games you're just building up your deck and make interesting interesting ways of playing the game, like your own way you want to play it. Mm-hmm. Um I think every single aspect about this um mechanism or genre or whatever is awesome. I really like that. I think that really puts in the strategy in games. And I love strategic games, you know. Some of the classics of this are like uh, Dominion, Clank. Clank, I love Clank. <laughs> yeah, those, those are some of the ones that you would see. You know, Star Realms is another one that a oh. lot of people have played. Oh, yeah, Star Realms. That's and, really popular. And Sam's, one of his personal favorites, Magic. Magic, Magic the Gathering. The Gathering, kind of. Gathering. Gathering inspired this. Yeah. Um, Richard so. Garfield, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can you can make your own decks in Magic the Gathering. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. But this, this is kind of, deck building was derived from that because they wanted to have a game that has self-contained decks mm-hmm. rather than, you know, you're going out and purchasing booster packs and things yeah. like that. The decks are all contained in the game. Yeah. You're just optimizing your deck to achieve the objective. So um, It's really cool how much you can optimize in your strategy and how much personality you can bring into the game, which mm. is something I really like. So Yes. Um, so that is why I chose deck building. Yes. Good, good choice. Good choice. Um, Savannah, drafting. What's it about drafting that really... Uh, Float your boat. Um, What's your boat like, I, Savannah? <laughs> um, it has a bunch of cards, and I draft all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am floating because I... Um, well, I just really like the mechanism of it, of drafting, because a good example of this in Seven Wonders. So let's... let's Seven wonders. I I get a random uh like seven cards and then I get to pick one. And I just like that, especially in like shopping time. There's like a button you can press on the app that like says three, two, one. So Possibly. it's just I just like just thinking and like looking. how much different games have made it differently. Yeah, but mm. it's still the same. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's I just love it just getting to kind of even personalize what cards you pick. Mm. Kind of same thing with deck building. Yeah. Because when you draft you are making a deck. I guess drafting and deck building are very sim- similar similar. Yeah. yeah. Drafting is um drafting's a lot of fun because I like the I like the like you're like oh this hand is all full of good cards i wonder if like it's gonna get yeah like i try and math that out in my head like if i just take one of these is it gonna chance to get around to me again and 
am I still going to have that card available whenever it gets around to me again? Yeah. So drafting is another really fun one. Yeah. Um, I am excited to see what sushi roll is all about because that's drafting, but with dice. Yeah, there's also drafting draft. with dice. Yeah, dice know. drafting or um, bag building. That's kind of like a deck building, but hmm. in a bag. I, ne- I never heard of that before. Yeah. So they're all kind of, I think those kind of overlap. Yeah. So there's a, there's some similarity there. Um, mine is multi-use cards. Ooh. So the, the way that this one is, is you get a card and it can be either used for maybe like an action or a resource or, you know, uh, various different things. But it can do all the things. Yeah. And you have to choose what you're going to be using it for. Um, some of the what games that come to mind are, you know, Innovation, Impulse, uh, Lagrangia. That's another one that's really does a good job with that. And I like that because it's really, uh, I think it's really impressive to see this done well, uh, to see what a game designer can do just with a deck of cards. Yeah, I feel like that's all so these cool. genres replay. Like it fits in your pocket, but it's so intense. And, yeah. You know, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like all these genres are in, involving cards. Cards, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what cards can do. Yeah, yeah. so um, I, I just like that strategy of um, okay, if I use the card for this, um, another one would be a Twilight Struggle multi-use cards. If I use a card for these action points, I'm giving up the ability to use the event on this card so it just um the decisions that it forces you to make are something that i really find attractive whenever i play a game and that's something that um is uh really um gets floats my boat i guess (laughs) you would say yeah. Scratches my eggs. All of our boats are filled with cards. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that covers our games and our rapid fire choices. So, um, thanks again for listening. Uh, and we look forward to um, talking about more games in the next episode with you. So, Bye. Bye. Bye.